on today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast. Are we sure this isn't the NFL? Be tuned. Season 3, episode 45 of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Croshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this lovely Sunday evening? Doing relatively well. I'm super tired today. Oh. Yeah. Other than that, I'm doing all right. How about you? Doing great. I actually got to sleep in today and it felt so nice. I was supposed to sleep in then, you know, I, I was... Home alone, like my, you know, stay at my folks' place. They they went up to the cabin. So just me and the dog. Dog woke me up at like seven forty-five mm-hmm. after I fell asleep at about three thirty. Nice. Uh, so I had to let him go outside. I laid down for maybe another twenty minutes. Was woken up again. Laid down maybe another thirty minutes. Then the girlfriend woke me up. It was, it was just it was just a mess. Well, if it makes you feel better, I went to bed at two and woke up at ten thirty. Oh, look at you, huh? Yeah, but yeah, fancy. Uh, I am slightly tired, which is good. Because I got to go to bed here soon for a nice early day tomorrow. But um, I am feeling pretty good overall. But what the hell has happened in the NHL world? Like, it has gone crazy. Obviously, we know the trade deadline is on Monday. We're recording Sunday night. So, trade deadline's tomorrow. But the NHL decided, oh, let's just, you know, not worry about when the trade deadline is. Let's just go all in right now. And this has to be the most active I've seen the NHL in years. Yeah, it's it's pretty miraculous like how busy that it has been because we really don't see this too often. But it's exciting. I mean, we're we're seeing guys move. I, I I'm a big fan of this. Um, you, you know, usually the last few years of you know, of the trade deadline, you know, there'll be a couple trades here and there leading up to it. Then the extra trade deadline comes and it's just kind of depth guys moving. Well, you know, most for the most part it's depth guys, but you know, there's a couple pretty decent names that have been moved so far and there's a chance that more get moved tomorrow too uh so it, it's been it's, it's been quite nice honestly it's been fun yeah for sure and as the bolts broadcast covering the tampa bay lightning we did make two trades but we also have kept an eye on the other team that shares the same state with us the florida panthers they have also been making some moves too so we'll talk about those moves and the rest of the moves around the league after the commercial break, but we are going to hit on Tampa's moves before then. We'll start with the Hagel trade. What do we think about it? It, it was a pricey one. I'm not going to lie. It was large and in charge, that's for sure. But honestly, I, I'm a big fan of the player acquired. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I think Brandon Hagel is a pretty good breakout star who is someone that I think should fit in pretty well with this Tampa team. It's on a pretty team-friendly contract. But when, when you look at what was given up, it you know, it kind of is a lofty amount when you're, when you're looking at, uh, you know, two first-round picks, two solid prospects in Kachuk and Radish. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, a lot, it's a lot to give up, sure. But, you know, the way that I'm assuming Breeze Wall is looking at this is, you know, comparative value where Tampa, they should be a cup-contending team. So these are late-round firsts where, you know, the difference between pick one and pick five is massive. The difference between pick 30 and pick 50 is not like that large. So you may be looking at it as like, sure, you get up two first, but if you're getting the fourths back, you're not sacrificing too much value. That's that's my my guess of the game that they're playing here. And mm-hmm. it makes sense. But when you just look at it, it's just, just purely what it is, first round picks, it does seem like a bit. Yeah, and Hagel, 
is a much younger fella than the last couple of guys we went out and traded first-round picks for, uh, that being the likes of Coleman and Barkley Gaudreau. But he also has much more time with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think he's got, what is it, two or three years left on his contract. So Tampa will have him around for quite a while. Currently 21 goals through 55 games with another 16 assists to make it 37 points total. You love to see that. I think if he can slot into that middle six type of role for our Tampa Bay Lightning, help us out on the defensive end and on the offensive end, then it could be great for us. But two firsts is really tough to give up. We win a cup, bygones be bygones. Yeah, you know? it does not matter what you give up in route to winning the Stanley Cup because that is the ultimate goal. If you win, then you succeeded. So let's hope that's the case. Absolutely. Now let's talk about the Nick Paul trade. That one just went down recently, I think only about an hour ago. This one saw us give up Matthew Joseph and a fourth for Nick Paul. Now I haven't much. Wa- I haven't watched many Ottawa Senators games this year, so I'm not really sure... Maybe Nick Paul's having a great year or something, but we look at Jay Fresh Hockey a lot. He does the deep analytics, and from what I saw from him, this is a downgrade. Yeah, technically it is. Uh, Nick Paul, the only thing here, in my opinion, is someone that you can trust a little more comfortably in the lineup night in and night out. You know, Matthew Joseph played most, you know, he, he played some nights and didn't necessarily play every single game as, you know, while being on the NHL roster, but. He still would play and then play some okay minutes. Whereas Nick Paul, it'll be a pretty locked and loaded, you know, safe option in what'll be Tampa's bottom six. I'm gonna have to guess. He played a little bit bigger minutes for Ottawa, kind of out of necessity. Not really his game. You know, people looked at him in the in the world championships last year and thought, okay, maybe this guy actually has some offensive upside. And sure, he can bring a little bit of offense, but he's not like some guy who's going to go out there and, and put up 30, 40, 50 points for a year and year out. If he can get you tw- that 25 to 30 range, then that's considered a great year for him. He'll play a good defensive game, good physical game, bring a little bit of offense. He'll fit in really well for what the bottom six will be for Tampa. Yeah, and he's only on a one-year deal for $1.4 million, So a nice cheap move, and hopefully he can add to yet another team making for that big push, similar to what Barkley Gaudreau and Blake Coleman did only a couple years back. So... We'll see how that goes. Let's also talk about another move we made. It's not with a trade, but rather a signing of Ilya Usov. Yeah, this is the biggest of the three moves. You know, the order goes Ilya Usov signing one, Nick Paul trade two, and then Brandon right. Hegel trade number three, of course. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but Ilya Usov, he is a Belarusian forward. Uh, he's playing in the KHL this year for Dynamo Minsk. 26 points to 40 games at 20 years old, a 2001 birthday. Pretty solid numbers. You know, it, it's, it's a solid KHL team. They're not some necessarily dominant team they're not like a always a bottom dweller they're they're just a, they're just a solid casual team they, they found themselves having success in the past and found themselves in the gutters just kind of kind of that type of team so to play kind of the minutes they did playing anywhere from really 13 to 17 minutes on, on average night is usually where about he was uh pretty good numbers it's it's, it's a good sign of a, of a young player who's obviously got to still develop you know find some consistency but maybe he's someone that we could see you know maybe in a tent base letter in a couple of years I'm going to guess he's going to come over and play in the American League next year. Yeah, it's going to be one I want to keep an eye on for sure because the jump from last year to this year was substantial. Going from six points through 56 games to 26 through 40, like you mentioned, when it comes to his penalty minutes. He was not very disciplined last year, having 64 penalty minutes this year, only 12. The plus-minus is a whole lot better as well. So seeing that 19- to 20-year-old jump, 
is really promising and I'm I'm hopeful and excited to see what this kid can do coming over for our Tampa Bay Lightning system. The beauty with him as well is he doesn't really have to try to adjust to the North American game. He I think he grew up here. I don't know if he like grew up here exactly or if he was just, you know, sent off here to play hockey, but it, they got stats from the US from 14 U AAA all the way through a season in the WHL before he went back over to play in Belarus. Mm-hmm. So he already has a familiarity with with you know the North American game, the North American ice, the North American style. So it shouldn't be too big of a transition for anything. Yeah, so that'll be an exciting player to keep an eye on. Um, Chase, let's go into a game review. We had one game that we have not yet covered, and that is between our Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers. Unfortunately, this one did not pan out, did not go our way. I predicted it wouldn't be a serious sweep. Unfortunately, I was wrong as the Rangers take it 2-1. to one. Yeah, tough break, but at the end of the day, it, it ran into a hot goalie. It's kind of what it comes down to. Shesterkin is currently my favorite to win the Hart Trophy this year, especially if the Rangers make the playoffs. It's, it's locked and loaded. It's him. So you ran into a goalie who played really well, made 28 out of 29 saves. It's not like we played bad or anything in front of him. You just got a good goalie and a solid hockey team in front. So just kind of shake it off, move on. You know, we, we've dropped a few more than we've wanted to in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can just kind of right the ship here going forward. Uh, we're back on the road for a little four-game stint. And then we got a bunch of home games the month of April. So hopefully with those home games, we can make up some ground. Yeah, I don't think the Rangers got to be too worried about making the playoffs as of right now. Currently up 16 points from the next closest team that could kick them yep. from the playoffs. But yeah, like you were saying, Tampa in their last 10, 5-5. Five and five, Not been... As hot as we would hope, but as we get rolling more and more games, let's hope we start picking up some steam towards the playoffs because we know teams are the most deadly when they're streaking towards the start of those playoffs. So we'll see what happens. Chase, let's go into our next game, March 22nd. This is on Tuesday. Uh, We've got the Carolina Hurricanes. The Hurricanes have been one of the best teams in the league this year. They're still doing very well, currently 41-14-6. What do we expect out of these guys? Should not be an easy game. It's you know it's still a young, hungry Carolina team. I, I don't think that anything's going to be given to them by any means. I'm assuming we're going to get Freddie Anderson in that. He's been kind of their go-to guy this year. He's been playing pretty well, boasting a 928 save percentage with his 30 wins and three shutouts. It should be a pretty closely scoring game. i got to imagine that it's a one-goal game one way or the other. I'm going to give the slight edge to Carolina on this one, actually, I, I think. Tampa's bound to drop a couple here on the road, and, you know, I think they're going to beat Detroit and New York, which we'll talk on a different episode. But, mm-hmm. you know, Carolina and Boston are going to be a little bit tougher ones. I, I think they're going to drop this one. Yeah, and Carolina, they have been lethal when it comes to their defense and goaltending. I mean, goals against, they're first in the league. Penalty kill, they're first in the league. And then power play, they're seventh in the league. So definitely don't want to see their special team units, but it's going to be a tough one. Hopefully, Brandon Hagel can do something real nice here in his second game. His first game, he went scoreless. He didn't have a plus-minus or anything. He was, you know, flat even. So, hopefully, Brandon Hagel can make a little bit more of an impact, and maybe we can see some potential return on that trade pretty soon here. It's pretty funny. When you look at uh, the players to watch on the NHL app, it's his last five games of scoring and stuff, of points, assists, goals, mm-hmm. plus-minus. Brandon Hagel occupies three of those four stats for Tampa, but yeah, obviously not with the Lightning. Yeah. And uh, Vincent Trocek on the other side when it comes to points. So he's been having a decent little year. Not a guy that uh, I think most of us would have assumed Aho and Svechnikov would be the big leaders there. Vincent Trocek having a, a sneaky nice year as well. He's been pretty good since, since he got into Carolina. 
He really has. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's going to do it for the first half of the episode. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the commercial break, going to be talking all of the trades around the league, including what potentially could happen at the trade deadline. We'll be right back. The NHL season has been packed with 30 dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Any betting needs, including this time of year with March Madness, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Speaking of March Madness, uh, I'm sure the people that have been listening for quite a while know that I'm a Sparty through and through. Unfortunately, they went down today to Duke, even though they had a five-point lead with, I think, two minutes left in the game. So that one hurt a little bit, not going to lie. Yeah, uh, as I'm trying to fix my headset here because it keeps falling apart. Yeah, uh, I feel like, you know, back at Christmas time, we're like, okay, maybe you're going to get a new headset. And yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All yeah, right. but anyway, uh, <laughs> so so what we've learned from that uh, matchup, though, is that Coach K is actually Tom Izzo's daddy as he is 13-3 and against him all time. Uh, tough. And we don't got to worry about it now, though, because he's leaving. Yes, he he's is. He's leaving, boy. He's got career win number 1,200. I don't Not know. Bad. Yeah, that's kind of average. I don't know how much longer they're going to go, though. I, I I got a feeling that they're going to drop here in the Sweet 16. And there is real potential of Michigan versus Michigan State in the championship. Not the case anymore. Yeah. So. It's a shame. Oh, well. And that's for real. Michigan, Michigan won. I find a way to blow that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to the NHL trade tracker here. We'll start off on... Uh, March 16th, we talked about the Frank Vetrano trade with the Florida Panthers. However, we did not talk about the Florida Panthers going out and acquiring Ben Sherratt from Montreal. What do we think about this move? Yeah, it's a lot. It really is for a guy who I firmly believe is a third-pair defenseman. Uh, they got to give up Ty Smolanich, a first-round pick in 2023, and a fourth-round pick in 2022. I don't like it. Ty Smolanich isn't like a grade-A super stud-type prospect, but he's a legitimate NHL prospect, some guy who... A guy who should play some NHL games for sure. So when, when you look at that, giving up for what Chirac's going to provide for this team, I'm really not a fan. Yeah, and you talked about how the Frank for Toronto trade with Florida getting rid of him. That was clearing up a little bit of cap space. Maybe they're going to make a big move. We see this one, and we think this is their big move. That wasn't the case. They made another big one. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But we got to first go to the Calgary Flames. They go out and get Callie Yarncroft from Seattle. Seattle's been a, a bit active this year, making sure they're selling their guys that actually have a market. Callie Yarncroft being one of those. Yeah, so you can't expect a Seattle Stanley Cup final run like Vegas in their first year in the league. But Seattle gets a decent return for Callie Yarncroft here. Second round pick 2022, third round pick 2023, seventh round pick in 2024. It's a pretty solid haul for a guy that 
really is not providing them much. Like, he's not a long-term piece for them. Not a super stud player. Uh, so you get to move on from him. You get to get the right pieces in for the rebuild. Um, I've I've got to call this one a good win for Seattle. Yeah, and Seattle's really got to get some wins here soon because, it, like, in the franchise, not just saying, like, on the ice they need to get wins, but. Yeah, because uh, all they've taken is else. Yeah, they. Their, their, <laughs> only, their only win is Maddie Beneers, and that's because it was a no-brainer. I feel like the last week or so, this has just been a shit on Seattle podcast. Yes, it is, because they're <laughs> terrible. They're terrible. It's been a nightmare situation for them. Not even close to what Vegas did in their first couple of seasons, but let's now talk about Anaheim. They make two moves. First off, they send out Nick Delorier for a third-round pick, and then they also send off Hampus Lindholm in exchange for John Moore, Erho Vakaninen, a first and two seconds. Yeah, um, I, I I gotta say that the Nick Sorry trade might be actually the biggest trade in NHL history. I don't, I don't know why you want to move on from that one so quickly. I agree. Well, I was just you know combining them. Okay, okay, but a third round pick is a lot for Nick Sorry. Anyway, um, I, I that's a that's an L for Minnesota in my opinion. I don't think he helps them enough. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on to Boston, Hampus Lindholm uh, gets traded to the or traded to the Boston Bruins. Excuse me. Um, on top of that, he comes with what was it an eight year six. Point something 6.5 annual average yeah yeah so eight years 6.5 a year that's too long he's gonna be 36 yeah when that runs up it's it's too long at that price that one's gonna end up not working out very well in the end and especially if he's played how he's played the last couple years he's been kind of struggling the last few years as as an initial player still fine like like getting along and like deserves being the lineup but not what he was for you know the first little bit of his career so Mm -hmm. having to give up you know, a solid prospect. Uh, you know, I like John Moore as a defenseman. Not like he's someone who's just a big piece, but I do like him as a solid defenseman. On top of the draft picks, if you're not winning a cup with him on the roster, then it's obviously not worth it. Um, if you win a cup, then it doesn't matter. But yeah. if they can be a legitimately competitive team every year with him in the playoffs, um, like on the team in the playoffs, then it's, you know, it's a fine trade. Yeah, and I, I think Hampus Lindholm will actually be better in Boston than he was here in Anaheim. Obviously, no, we know over the last couple of years, Anaheim struggled heavily, and we've seen that affect the likes of Hampus Lindholm and John Gibson, who we all know is a great goalie. But uh, I, I do believe this is an upgrade for Boston. I agree the extensions are a little long, but this trade exactly is the reason I'm thinking, is this the NFL? Because how many trade-in signs, trade-in extensions do we see in the NFL? A lot. We just saw one with Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns situation. We won't talk about that on this show, but if you want to check out our other show, you can hear our thoughts on that. But, uh, yeah, you don't really see that very often in the NHL. So when you see it here, I was a little bit, I don't want to say off-put, but I was like, oh, wow, this is this is actually pretty cool. The NHL is doing something. It's becoming a little more commonplace. Like We've seen it a couple, a couple times here and there uh, within the NHL, but... Guys are generally on longer contracts, generally on um, longer contracts in the NHL than they are in the NFL, so that's why it doesn't always work out that way. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, it, it hopefully is something that, you know, I do like to see, it, like, especially for being a fan of a team. If, 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 you know, if you're a fan of the Bruins, you feel better that Lindholm wasn't just a, strictly a rental. Because if you pay up, pay up this price for a rental, you don't win the cup, and he walks, that hurts. So, so this kind of move where you know you're going to have a long-term, you're going to have a couple chances at it, it definitely makes you feel better about it. Yeah, for sure. Now let's go back to Florida, talk about a couple of moves here. First, they acquire Robert Haig from Buffalo in exchange for a sixth-round pick. Uh, Really, 
earth shattering on that one. Massive. And then you also have uh, I don't know. They got like Clojure or something. I don't. I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, the what I would say is you know in terms of value, maybe not. But like I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to word this. It, it definitely seems like the biggest trade. It, it's, it's gonna have the, the biggest impact. Yeah, it, it definitely is the biggest trade. Claude Giroux, Connor Bottomman, Gurren Rupsov, and a fifth-round pick in 2024 for Owen Tippett, a first in 2024 or 2025, depending on whatever the protection is. I don't remember. I'm assuming it's top 10. Um, then a third-round pick in 2023. So Claude Giroux is actually still a very productive NHL forward. Um, he's still very reliable offensively, someone that can play top-line minutes and is still a solid enough defensive player. Uh, plays a little better on the wing now that he's been doing that a little more in recent years. So he should be able to fit in well with Barkov and I would assume Huberto has what they're going to try out first, see what happens. I think that could be a pretty good match. Um, if this has got to be the win of the deadline, for, unless something else crazy happens tomorrow. Um, I hope so. Yeah, that'd be, cool. that'd be cool. It would be cool, but this has got to be the win of the deadline. And it's interesting to see all these moves that Florida's making. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you want to bring in talent and do whatever you can to win, but you know they've brought in like, at least four like actual roster players in this process. Um, it's a lot to change. So you're sending out a couple, bringing in even more. It's a lot of change for a team who's been riding pretty well all season long. So you hope that this doesn't Florida fans, I should say, should hope that this doesn't disrupt anything and it just makes them better. We're hoping it disrupts them and makes mm-hmm. our path. to the Stanley cup a little bit easier because now this looks like it's going to be a pretty tough team to play in playoffs. But uh, I really hope we do get matched up at some point because that'll be pretty fun for if we can see seven games. Oh yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. That'd be a great series to watch. Claude Giroux, forty-two through fifty-seven right now. Uh, Owen Tippett. This is a guy that was drafted pretty highly, tenth overall, and I think a, a lot of people thought he might have had an impact a little bit sooner. Uh, he has not done that yet. Currently up and down between the NHL and the AHL. What do you see from him? So I worked with this guy pretty closely in the OHL, and. He is one of those people that's just like they're they're just a professional. Like like he he's hockey. He's all about hockey. That's the way he operates. And he's not you know someone that's gonna do any stupid BS. He, he wants to go out there and just try to improve his game. And when you look at him in the in the American League, he's been a very hyper productive player. Uh, you know, an American League All Star uh, when he played down there this year, eighteen points in twelve games. It just hasn't translated to the NHL game yet. He's a pure goal scorer. Someone who you know has a Decent frame to him too. He's not afraid to hit. He's not like a big hitting guy either. Um, but his his good shooting ability combined with his skating is something that should eventually translate. Will it? Who knows? Um, it's not a guarantee because you know we see this all the time. Guys don't pan out. But he's got enough talent where it's definitely worth taking a fly, uh, flyer on. Get it? Because flyers. <laughs> um, but I, I I I would assume he comes in and probably plays. Decent minutes, like you, you you have to if you're Philly, uh, like the, you got to call him up and see what he can do because he's been in the American League and he's just been playing too well. So I can't imagine that he's going to be in the American League and uh, we have Valley things where they still are. I, I would guess he's going to play middle six minutes at least. I'm surprised that I don't, I don't want to say I'm surprised they're taking a chance on him, but I guess I am a little shocked they don't have any like fear of grabbing players that have started slow that got drafted in 2017 because obviously Nolan Patrick that yes didn't really work out very different hockey players uh yeah for sure but also both of their careers have started a little bit slowly and that same draft and I don't know 
Owen Tippett's got more of an NHL skill set. Oh, okay. In, in terms of offensive upside. So that that's what they're hoping for here. We'll see if it translates. I don't know. Uh, hopefully for their sake and his sake, he does. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about two a little bit of smaller moves by Vancouver. Uh, they sent off Travis Hamanick to Ottawa for a third-round pick, and then they go and get Travis Dermott from Toronto for a third-round pick. I don't know if this is the exact same third-round pick. That's great. That's basically just Hamanick for Dermott straight up. There we go. It's a great win for Vancouver. I agree. It's a great win for Vancouver because mm-hmm. Travis Travis Dermott isn't like some stud defenseman, but he's still got enough enough youth to him where maybe you can squeeze something out of him and maybe he produces a little better, maybe gets a better opportunity in Vancouver. And you get Travis Dermott off the books, a guy who's just kind of a wasted roster spot for them, at, for, the, for them at this point. So good for Vancouver. I don't know what the need is for Ottawa. I, I don't really know what like what this does for them. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Ottawa's just kind of weird. Yeah, and for Toronto, I'm assuming it's just extra pieces. Right here, right here. We'll get there, I should say. Uh, I shouldn't t- say we're assuming. Toronto, they get rid of Travis Dermott, so how do they replace him? They go out and get Mark Giordano as well as Colin Blackwell from Seattle in exchange for two seconds and a third. Yeah, 22-23 and then 24 for the third. Uh not a bad price at all for Giordano. I know he's an older mm. player who is very possibly facing retirement, especially if he can like win a cup this year. He would, I would assume he'd go out on top, but he's still playing well. Was Seattle's captain, you know, was their main piece in the expansion draft and played pretty good for them. Got to play his thousandth game for them. Got a silver stick. Now he's going to Toronto. I believe it's his hometown team. If not, it was his favorite team growing up. One of the two, but he, he gets to go there. Sure, he's pretty happy about it. Uh, I think the Leafs are happy overall about it, too. It's definitely an upgrade from Travis Dermott when you're trying to win a cup. They got the cap space to do it, so you might as well make a move like this. Absolutely. Uh, I do like it out of Toronto. They want to make that run. And Can the old Calgary Flame captain help them with that? Well, Calgary hasn't really done much in the playoffs either, so I don't know. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. But, Chase, I've got a big question. You've got Hampus Lindholm, who is the number one player on TSN's trade bait list, Claude Giroux and Mark Giordano, who were two and three respectively, all gone. So what do we expect for tomorrow at the trade deadline? What do we expect on Monday? Is there going to be any big moves or big shakes, or are we kind of feeling like this is about the peak? There might be some more minor moves, but don't expect something too big. I would. I don't expect anything too big. Something's bound to happen. I think Flurry is someone who's a pretty good candidate to get moved if they can make the financials work. Um I, th- I think we could see, you know, Ricard Raquel as a guy be on the move, but I really don't know outside of that any of the bigger names. Um, if you want to say Nick Letty from Detroit, I guess, you know, he he was once constituted a bigger name, still a, a solid player. Um, he's someone that I could very well see being in play, but I, I don't know how much we're going to see in terms of very large moves because we saw a pretty decent chunk already. And I think number four on TSN's trade bait list is the big name that I'm keeping an eye on and be curious to see what you think. It's going nowhere. Arizona's been on a bit of a heater, seven and three in their last 10. Not thinking Chick runs on the move? No. There's no point in trading him. Zero point. The guy's still 23 years old. He already produces an elite defenseman before. He's having a slightly down year, still 21 points with 47 games on a terrible, terrible, terrible hockey team. There's no point in trading unless you're getting the moon. Like, like he can't go anywhere. Hold on to him. So to trade him would make no sense for me, uh, if, especially if I were operating as Arizona's GM. I would be holding on to him as long as possible, doing anything I can to make his life, you know, easier, make him more happy in, in that situation. But if you get, like, a big haul, which I don't think anybody's going to offer, 
if you get a big haul, then I, I guess you can take it because I think he, you know, maybe wants to be out, which is why this whole trade rumors were even happening in the first place. But I, I just can't see it all happening. I really can't because I think they're going to ask for like three, four first round picks. Honestly. Yeah, I just looked up if I could buy the moon. I couldn't. So it's it's Shoots. it's like the C. Everyone can use it, but no one can own it. Because I mean, if you're someone out there, if you're a you're a millionaire, you know, a billionaire NHL owner, and you could buy the moon for you know I don't know how much it would be, but you just go buy it and then be like, all right, I'll give you the moon. Yeah, I'll give you the deed to the moon for Jacob Chickron. That, 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 that like would be said. that'd be pretty neat, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. So uh, I I am hoping for something big tomorrow. I don't expect it, but we'll see what happens. Uh, we talked about the Hampus Lindholm extension. Let's now talk about Thomas Hurdle's big extension or Tomash Hurdle. Tomash Hurdle. Yeah, uh, I forgot to pull it up because I'm an idiot. Yeah, but, well, um, we know that. Yeah, Tomash Hurdle signed an eight year. I believe it was eight and a half. Um, yeah, total, I think you're right there. Um, on, on average, but yeah, it, it was a, a pretty good pay grade for 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 the guy. Uh, Hurdle is actually one of the most underrated players in hockey. Ooh. He he doesn't get a lot of credit, but he is a very good offensive while being a very sound defensive center. Someone who is a legitimate first line center on almost every single team in the league. You know, sure you can say like a McDavid or a McKinnon are ahead of him. I, I get that, but McDavid or McKinnon are ahead of him. Yes, good, okay. good, good, good analysis, Mike. Thank you. So, yeah, of course, but on pretty much most other teams, Tomas Hurdle is number one center, so this is a good lockup for San Jose. I don't have any issue with the price. Um, yet again, he's going to be like 36, 37 when it winds down. That's the only problem. If he can maintain his game and, and produce, then sure, it's worth it, but like, I, I still think for what you're going to get out of the first five years, at the end of the day, it's worth it. Yeah, the question is, when has San Jose locked up an older player for long term and they actually finished their contract out in San Jose? Brent Burns will finish his out. Well, that's because no one's going to go for it. Well, yeah. they might buy him out. They're not going to. How many years does he have left? Still five, four. I think? Okay, four. Yeah, he's still too productive. He'd have to really drop off. Mm. So that'll be one to keep an eye on. But Chase, big fan. Big fan is Chase. I am a big fan. Actually, I do like Tony Hurt a lot. All right, well, let's go to hockey name of the day now. This is one I'm excited for because you told me before starting the episode that you didn't know the pronunciation. I know you put your headphones on, so maybe you learned it, but uh, I'm just going to get it right so you don't got to worry about it. All right? Yeah, sure. All right, we got Tim Theocardis. Caritas, Caritas. There we go. Theocardis. Tim Theotoritis. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You, you got letters. You're a lot, you're a lot of pronounce them. You're allowed to say the H, Mike. It's Caritas. So Tim Theotoritis. I don't have arthritis. Sorry. He's a 23-year-old defenseman, born in 1998, he's younger than me, uh, playing in the East Coast Hockey League. He just played four years of college hockey, three years of Bowling Green, one year at Arizona State, playing for the Adirondack Thunder, does not have an NHL contract, but solid player, three games far in the East Coast League, one assist, ended up playing in a total of 138 NCAA games, 54 points in that span. So, you know, not too horrible player, solid career. And I'm assuming he'll play, you know, some pro hockey here. I don't know if he's going to see any American League games on the road. I don't know if we'll go to Europe, what he'll do. But I'm sure he'll stick around the pro scene for at least a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go to go to YouTube after we get off this episode and just prove you wrong because it's not theoarthritis. Sorry. Uh, that, too bad that's not what I said. Sorry, that's, that's, that's not how you pronounce it. Too bad that's not what I said. Is that you uh, predicting it or when you put your headphones on, did you? Uh, that was what the headphones said. Well, the headphones are on. Oh, okay. So, okay. It's all right though. Okay, good. It's good, all right. Good to know. No, you did. You did okay. 
Okay. With what you got, you know, I mean. Well, can, let's, let's move on. You can only let's, do so much just, with, with what you let's, got. Let's so. just move on yeah. already. All right, well, then go ahead. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us on Patreon, support us over there. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bulls Broadcast, it's at Bulls Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Water at it, follow WMP on Twitter, WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Get all the content you need on Twitter between those three Twitter accounts. Make sure to go to HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Rev real esteem, curate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate it. Wherever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.